Welcome to episode 98. When you follow the sports and entertainment industry, sometimes you'll see the two crossover. Athletes trying to be rappers, rappers trying to be athletes. Well, today's guest is a Super Bowl champion known for his time playing with the New York Giants, who also has successfully transitioned to a life after football that involves music, producing, and working with major artists. Reggie Stevens, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. My first question for you. I'm curious for you playing for the New York Giants, winning an NFC championship with that franchise. Can you describe the buzz and the excitement around New York City when they're such a good football team, like the Giants have been in the past couple of decades, and what it's been like in the city? Yeah, it was was amazing, but, you know, I'm going to take it back a little bit because the first year I was there, we were seven and nine. And I remember Mara, rest in peace, um, the owner coming in and he said, those that don't want to wear the Giants blue with pride will not be here. And as a rookie, I didn't understand what that was, but they just said that he never comes down and talks to the team. So going going to the next year, I remember that. And then and, and I played in when I played in my first game, and I remember he came up and shook my hand. It was against the Buffalo Bills, and and I was like Reggie Stevens. He goes, I know who you are. I know who all my players are. And from right then and there, I just I had so much respect for the New York Giants just because of how they how they took. T- how they treated their players um but going on that super bowl run that was just something that just happened and we caught fire and i think at the end of the day fossil had you know he said something said i'm pushing my chips to the table my my poker chips to the table um and basically the team rallied behind him because i think if we didn't win he was going to get fired so and then he brought in a lot of free agents like myself i was like a hand-picked guy that he brought in and when you have a situation like that and some of the other guys and some of the veterans, they just wanted to fight to keep the job for him. But also, next thing you know, we end up in a Super Bowl. And we had fun that year. You know, I remember he took us on like a a yacht or something like that. He put the whole team on there because he wanted everyone to, to get to know each other. Um, because sometimes when you're on, a, on an NFL team, believe it or not, the offense is over here, the defense is over there, and you don't even talk to each other. You don't even know uh, your friend's wife's name or kid's name. You just you just come to work. And he felt that the team needed to bond a little bit better, and we did that. And and one, and the excitement in the city, like, I mean, I literally could go anywhere and get anything I wanted for free. Um, and it was just the love that you got and the support was just amazing. And it was just like even coming out of practice, you know, our parking lots were full with people wanting autographs. And I think that just the city had a buzz that, that they knew that this team was a hardworking team. We didn't have a ton of superstars, but we had we had enough. And the way we played together, I think that's how we ended up getting to the Super Bowl. But, you know, it's just one of those moments that I will never, ever forget. You know what I mean? Just being there in the city doing all those things that I did and, and, and able to reach the Super Bowl was just something that was just very special. And the teammates, the teammates, the Michael Strahan's, the Jesse Armstead's, the Kerry Collins, Tiki Barbers, all those guys, those veteran guys did a really good job with, you know, welcoming, welcoming the rookies. And um, like I said, we just bonded. And, you know, next thing you know, we ended up in a Super Bowl. Okay. What's the coolest thing that you ever got for free when you played? The coolest thing, I would say, some jewelry. I got, I got a, I got a necklace with um, it was had these diamonds around. It looked like a stop sign, and it had my initial in it, S. And I remember, you know, when we went to the Super Bowl, because I was getting ready to go. We had to get a suit 
and do all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I need some jewelry. I don't know why I said I need some jewelry. Maybe because everybody else had jewelry, and I kind of felt left out that I didn't have jewelry. So I ended up getting myself a cool little piece. Um, and then as I went to go pay for it, he was just like, hey, it's on me. You guys have work your tail off to get there and i was like are you sure you know what i mean and he gave me a piece that um uh, that piece for free and um i paid for the chain but i got the piece for free and he custom made the piece for me and i felt like man this is this is awesome you know because when you go in the jewelry thing you see all these uh nfl giants uh players that have been there and they have all these different um, pictures up, you know, and you just kind of in awe. It's just like a shrine when you go in there and just see all the players that came in and got some jewelry or they get, a, you know, a relationship with the jeweler and things of that nature. And that's kind of like how the city was. No matter where we went, it was just if I went and got a bagel, it was like that. You know, they know your name. Um, they treated you with nothing but respect and love. And um, they, you know, they weren't afraid to tell you how they felt uh, as well. So that was something that I had to get used to as well when I was living there. Well, like everyone else, for you, football eventually came to an end. So what was your transition to life after football like? Was it easy? Was it hard? Where did you go? Um, For me, the transition was, it was hard at first. You know, once I was done with the Giants, and I kind of bounced around. I went to Kansas City. That didn't work out. Then I went back to the Giants. Then I ended up in Denver, and Denver was really my last stop, and I kind of just lost the love for football. And then what I ended up doing after that I ended up playing two years in Nashville for an arena team uh, called the Nashville Cats. And everyone was like, hey, why, why would you go to Nashville? And the reason I went there was cause, because Tim McGraw was the minority owner of the team at the time. And then, you know, I know we've been talking about football on this interview, but, you know, I'm also a music person. So I had that in my background. And that was kind of like what I wanted to be my transition when I was done with football was to get into entertainment. So I ended up signing with Nashville and I ended up meeting Tim McGraw. And then Tim McGraw turned me on to the Warren Brothers, which the Warren Brothers, they are the writers for uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And then um, the Warren Brothers turned me on to David Huff, which is a guy that I work with now currently uh, producing music. And um, as I played the two years there, played football, and then when it was done, David Huff offered me a, um, a recording contract and a producing contract. And then I ended up moving to Santa Monica, and that's what was my transition. Once I was done with football, I got into music. And um, that went really well for me for a long time. And then now I'm, I'm back doing it. And, um, and I started a foundation, the Reggie Stevens Foundation, which is sports, art, and education. And um, I have like 60 kids in my foundation, uh, AAU basketball. I do uh, football. I do free training. I uh, offer um, tutoring. I offer um, – support you know far as like if a kid needs to get into college and things of that nature so i've been basically the rock in my community in santa cruz community and just trying to help everyone um seek believe achieve that's kind of like you know my saying for my nonprofit. so that's kind of like you know my story is what i brought back to you know the town that i kind of grew up in in santa cruz and so that was my transition and that's basically what i'm currently doing now with your music career, what do you think drew you to the music industry after football? Basically, you know, as a kid, you know, growing up, I was always into music. Um, just It was just one of those things that was a great outlet for me. Um, either, either I was going to do sports or I was going to do something within the entertainment business. So basically, I've always been told that, hey, too short, too slow. You know, you went to Rutgers, this, that, and, you know, you're never going to make it in the NFL. So when people tell me stuff like that, it kind of like, it kind of drives me. You know, I've always had a chip on my shoulder. 
Um, so same thing with the music, you know, hey, you're not good enough. This is not going to happen. That's not. Next thing you know, I go get a record deal. You know, next thing you know, I get the sample clearance for a Bon Jovi song. You give love a bad name. So uh, basically my life, you know, all the things that I've been told that I couldn't do. You know, I just didn't listen to people. I just went and did it myself. And I'm just the type of person I'm going to keep knocking at the door until you let me in. And I feel like I have to pass that on to other people. Like, you know, yeah, it's going to get tough. It's going to be hard. But you just got to keep working. You got to keep chomping at the bit. And next thing you know, something's going to break. And I feel like that's what my life has been. So that kind of drew me to the music because it was was a challenge for me. It's something that I love, but can I do it at a high level? And I was able to do it at a high level. And now I'm doing it at a high level again. Um, so I think that's kind of like how those things and in every off season, the two months or the month that I got, I got, I got off from the NFL, I would go into the studio and that's how I was able to get away from a lot of just, you know, if I had a bad season or, or this happened or that happened, cause there's a lot of stress playing in the NFL and people don't know that, um, you can only train so much, but there's, you have to have some outlets. And that was always my outlet was, was music. What would you say is the coolest story that you can tell from your time being in the music industry? Coolest story? Um, I would say the time I got signed, you know, um, you know, just going to L.A. and being wined and dined. And next thing you know, they pull out a contract and and I'm, I'm signing a contract. And, and the next thing you know, I'm in a studio and I'm working with some some I think for me, it's just working with big time people in the industry. You know, Dave Pinsada, you know, some of these Grammy winning uh, engineers and things of that nature. And just to have a relationship with them to respect me, even though they knew I was an athlete, because they always say, well, all these athletes want to jump into the music industry. But then when they found out I had some talent, then it was it was a different story. So I would just say, you know, it's not just one story. It's just it's just that moment of signing a contract. And next thing you know, I have to transition from football to music. And I think when I stepped into Larrabee Studios in in um, in Los Angeles, I felt like I made it, you know, because that's like one of the top studios that you work in or Blackbird Studio in Nashville, uh, things of that nature. And then the fact that Bon Jovi, I think the coolest thing, I would say the coolest thing, when we got an email back from Bon Jovi saying that, hey, you, we're going to give you the clearance to use this. And the, and the fact is that people don't know that I met Bon Jovi because he used to always be in the New York Giants locker room. And, you know, I don't know if he knew who I was, but I would always say what's up to him and things of that nature. But come to find out, the producer that I worked with, his brother Dan Huff, played guitar for Bon Jovi. So it's just like this full circle thing that came came around. And, and I remember when we got the clearance, everyone just, you know, wanted to know, like, how – how are you able to do that? And I just, it's relationships. So I would say that was probably the coolest thing that ever happened. Just to see that unfold in, in front of me was like, wow, like this is one of the biggest people ever to entertain. And the next thing you know, he's going to give me a sample, uh, give me the clearance to use it. And he knew the fact that I played football and he owned an arena team, the Philly soul and Philly soul and Nashville always played against each other. So it was just kind of like this little tie in that kind of just came back to help me out. Um, and I think that was probably the coolest thing right there for me. That's awesome. So like you mentioned, there's a lot of athletes that want to get into the rap game or the music industry. You've seen guys like Le'Veon Bell. And then in the NBA, Damian Lillard has released some tracks as well. So of the athlete rappers now, which ones are legit? Which ones are your favorite guys to listen to? Uh, I would say, uh, Damian Lillard. I think he's pretty, I think he's pretty clever. 
um, with with how he does it. Le'Veon is is just good too. It just depends on what you're doing. I mean, they're in the rap rap. I'm in a, in a whole different thing with what I do. But I think Damian Lillard. You know, I would have to give him the check. You know what I mean? He's the guy that I feel is um very creative. But there's there. Let's go old school though. I think the best that ever do it was Shaquille O'Neal. So to me, I think just what he was able to do um, was pretty amazing. Like, I mean, anything he anything he touches, it pretty much turns to gold. And I think just, you know, for what he did when he came out being a big time basketball player. And then I think I want to say he went gold uh, with his with his album. And um, I know him and Damian Lillard had a little battle and I don't know who won. Uh, at the end of the day, Damian held his own, and I felt Shaq did the same thing. But I do – I have a lot of respect for Shaquille O'Neal because I felt like he was able to do – play high-level basketball and definitely do it um, in the music game as well. Well, Reggie, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. My final question for you, how can people find you or contact your foundation and your music group? As far as the foundation, it's Reggie Stevens Foundation. That's R-E-G-G-I-E-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S and Foundation. Or you can go to my website and it'll take you everywhere, which is ReggieStevens.org, R-E-G-G-I-E-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S.org. And as far as the music, it's uh, Cruzmatic, and you just all you do is pull up Cruzmatic, C-R-U-Z-M-A-T-I. M-A-T-I-K, and that's um, that's would be on the internet, whatever you, uh, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Spotify, or any of those things. So, and that's pretty much pretty much it. Awesome, Reggie. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, man. Stay safe. <laughs>